Bevan presents Tech Talk Tuesdays with Hanita Chalabi. So, um, yeah, today we're going to be talking about how to su succeed at LinkedIn networking. Um, a little bit about Bay One. So, Bay One helps large companies compete like startups. We are one of the fastest growing companies in the San Francisco Bay Area, as well as nationwide. Our client list includes companies such as ServiceNow, Walmart, Clorox, Sephora, Expedia, Sprint, Cisco, and many other companies across the Bay Area and throughout North America. We help these companies access experts on demand. We call it Team Bay One, and with our deep 360-degree relationships with our engineers, we are able to respond quickly and scalably to our clients' needs. We also run a Level Up program to help our consultants quickly retool themselves and stay relevant, being part of a thriving and productive workforce of the future. Today, we're going to be having a special guest speaker, Suva Sharma, who is the Vice President of Digital Transformation Services, Big Data, AI, and Deep Learning at Bay One Solutions. He is going to be joining us and telling us a bit about his journey and background. Hi, Hanita. Good afternoon to you and to all the listeners. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for joining us. Sorry for the technical glitch. <laughs> no worries at all. We live in the digital age and we all need to be prepared and so are you. Thank you. <laughs> totally. So go ahead and um, introduce yourself and tell our uh, guests how your background is and what we're doing today. Wonderful, Hanita, thank you again for having me as a guest. So okay. today uh, we will be talking about three things primarily. I see that uh, uh, I have a lot of my uh, former cohort students on the call as well. So please feel free to ask your questions at the end of this session. Uh, there are three primary objectives today, Hanita, that we'll be talking about. A, why is networking, specifically LinkedIn networking, important in today's post-COVID macroeconomic environment? Secondly, once we acknowledge that, how should we go about expanding our network? And number three, what does it take and why should you make yourself more valuable in the new economy? So go ahead let me and give begin. you a little bit. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So uh, very quickly about myself, I know many of you know me already. So I've been associated with Bay One Solutions now for over three years. Um, I come from the corporate world, particularly software development. Uh, and I have also consulted uh, with large consulting firms as well. And you will find me on LinkedIn as well. So please feel free to reach out and, and connect. I had, as I mentioned, um, uh, as Anita mentioned, the Level Up Digital Transformation and the Corporate Training Division at Bay One Solutions. All right, so why are we here? Specifically, why is your network important? Your network is your net worth. These are not my words. People have been saying this for a while now. In fact, a friend of mine who is a senior salesperson at Tata Alexi, um, a very average student, but today he's doing phenomenally well in the sales world. And when I asked him jokingly, I asked him, oh, so now you have finally mastered technology. And you know what he said? He said, to some extent, you know, I was always a very average student because what mattered to us when we were young in our careers is what we knew. But today, as you grow 
older, as you have more experience, it's not what you know that matters, but whom you know that matters. And he underscored the importance of having a strong network, which translates to a much, much bigger net worth. All right, so about 15 years ago, when I completed my MBA and started my journey in the corporate world as a management consultant, I was given a bunch of books, okay? And I was asked to read them. I was given two weeks and I read those books. And then I show up at my manager's office and I started asking him questions about supply chain, technology, Java. And he said, no, 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 no. Did you read the most important book that I asked you to read? I'm like, was it supply chain? He said, no. Was it technology? He said, no. Was it SAP? He said, no. He said, this book, the one I'm sharing on the screen, the book that I was given and every management consultant was given, how to dig your well before you're thirsty. It's written by Harvey McKay in 1997. That was way before social media and Web 2.0 <laughs> came about, right? This was mm -hmm. the time you had a Rolodex of people's contacts information. You you'd call them over the phone, over cell phone, if you and he or she was lucky enough to have a cell phone at that time. Otherwise, landlines. Otherwise, you show up at their office. The moral of the story is that whether you are in sales, marketing, software development, um, any function in IT or non-IT, networking, your contacts, your peers are going to determine your success, your effectiveness as a leader. So that is why networking is very important. So my manager then asked me to go back home, read this book thoroughly, and then come and meet with him. So if any of you haven't heard or seen this book, it's wonderful. Uh, you can get it at your local library or even online. PDF versions should be available. All right. LinkedIn and networking in particular does have a, a very, uh, you know, uh, I do relate to it. And, and the reason for that is even four years ago, while I understood the value of a network, when I started consulting with Bay One Solutions, I had, as you see on the left side of the screen, 123 contacts. And I thought that was a big number. Okay. And then I remember meeting with Rahul and Yogesh and they looked at my profile and they, they said, if you are going to help us grow, we need a much bigger number of, uh, you know, uh, outreach people than 123. You need to reach out to more people. So I set upon myself as a personal goal to increase my network. And within three years, I was glad I was able to approach close to 4,000. This is the number from a few weeks ago. So I did a few things that definitely helped me. And I'd love to share those with you today. So how did I go from 123 to 3,715? Okay. First, before we do that, let's understand macroeconomics. What is the future of work going to look like? I know many of you on the call today, some of you probably have very good LinkedIn profiles. Some of you might even have great extended networks. Maybe your job requires it. Some of you more on the software development IT side might have a relatively small network. And not only that, maybe your profile also hasn't been updated in quite a while. But we need to understand one thing. The future is going to be very different than it is already changing and it's been catalyzed by COVID-19. So here are some of my personal takes in terms of what's gonna change. The top three things that are going to be different. Number one, AI and automation have become pervasive. We all know that last few years, right? It's only going to accelerate post COVID-19. We're already seeing that. If you look at certain companies, specific industries are gonna benefit more. Very evident, Amazon, Netflix, 
um, you know, Zoom, uh, you see their stock prices, they're probably higher today than they were, uh, you know, pre-COVID. Uh, relative to S&P 500, uh, even NASDAQ relatively is doing much better than uh, than Dow or, or S&P 500. The thing is, not all companies are the same, not all industries are the same, and people see value in digital technologies, and this change is going to further accelerate uh, because of the current crisis. Number three, very important. I have been attending a, a few job-related uh, seminars conducted by some of the large employers in uh, and around the Bay Area and beyond. And the one thing that they have said is in the past, they have been constrained by talent. And by that, they mean that although talent is pervasive, it's everywhere, opportunity is very sporadic. It's very segmented. San Francisco Bay Area, New York, LA, and certain, say if it's in India, then certain parts of Bangalore and Hyderabad. So typically uh, for, for talent uh, to, be, to make themselves available, uh, they need to have access to those markets. But now with everything being online, the, the playing field has become very level. Right. So yeah. it is going to be much easier for hiring companies to reach out to talent, to remote talent and hire them for their specific needs. Something you need to remember. So if you as an individual have had an advantage in the past working in Bay Area or maybe New York City, that advantage is soon going to fade fast. Another reason why you need to have an mm. extremely strong digital profile. So for you to make that change to make that leap, you need to start planning how the how the mm -hmm. environment is going to be different. You know, a year from today, five years from today, Wayne Gretzky, uh, the famous ice skater, famously said, "The reason he's successful is not because he just follows the puck." He said, mm -hmm. "You need to be where the puck will be, not where it is right now." So essentially, don't just follow the market. You need to be a trendsetter. You need to anticipate where the market is going. How do you do that? Three mantras. Number one, build a solid foundation. And by that, I mean, if you look at successful people, successful companies around you, it's like an iceberg. You see their success, which is the top, the top 10 percent. Right. You see their, their great profile. You see their outreach of 5000, 10,000 people. What you fail to see is how much effort they have put in to get there. So mm -hmm. to build that foundation, people have to put in that effort. Right. Absolutely. They have to have a great profile. They have to curate the content. They have to be content creators, content uh, distributors, content, uh, you know, recommenders, people uh, who are actively engaged in their technical or non-technical community, as the case might be. So that is very mm -hmm. important. Success will not come to them. The network will not come to them in on day one. They have to build credibility uh, for that network to come to them. Right. Absolutely. So there are three things that you can do to do that. Number one is to have a fairly strong digital profile, be regular contributors on GitHub, Kaggle, you know, be active on LinkedIn. Uh, also, there are forums like St Stack Overflow, uh, Medium and Quora, where people post questions and write answers. Uh, they also post articles. So that's another great forum for people to actively participate. And then, of course, pursue certifications and mm -hmm. give and also ask people for recommendations, whether these are peer-to-peer -peer recommendations or management referrals, right? So just a quick a recap. Um, last uh, week, I believe we had a guest, Andrew Burke, and uh, I remember, Hanita, you asking him how he went about creating his, his LinkedIn profile. I just wanted to reiterate some of the salient points that were covered in that session, particularly around, you know, uh, following uh, senior people, following your mentors, and um, to ensure that that gives you enough visibility. 
uh, mm -hmm. and that connecting with people that are relevant and have high profile in your industry is also going to be going to be immensely helpful so yes connect wherever you can if you cannot connect at least follow if you cannot follow if you cannot connect at least when they post articles comment on it appreciate it like it and then sooner or later you will see that you are going to become part of their active network Totally okay. agree with you. Absolutely, absolutely, Hanita. And uh, so there are, um, you know, LinkedIn does provide capabilities. Uh, so people need to use those capabilities, like using featured sections, spinning posts, mm -hmm. um, and also showcasing their multi-dimensionality. So now we know that not everybody is the same, and with this, you know, playing field getting level and the world becoming flat, and uh, you know your uh, coworkers working from another part of the globe, you need to sort of show your uniqueness. And how does that happen? It's not just your technical qualification and what work you do. It's you know what is that you're passionate about. How mm -hmm. much have you volunteered? What organizations, what social causes actually, uh, you know, are you part of? How, how much mm -hmm. do you, you know, donate to charity? What, what do you, what kind of out of work partnerships and collaborations have you done? Are you part of any think tank, right? And things of that sort. So let the, the vibrance in you sort of showcase itself in your, in your LinkedIn profile. So people are coming there not just to see how many years of Java experience <laughs> you have, but they understand and they are able to appreciate your complete persona, right? Yes. And once that happens, you will see similar auras of other people. And that's when you connect. I'm connected to Gaurav, not just because we are colleagues, but we, sh we share a lot of passion, whether it is yoga, right? Whether it is giving back to society, whether it is uh, contributing to charitable needs. So you need to engage. You need to sort of... Um, uh, read their posts, like their posts, mm -hmm. actively contribute, uh, help them distribute their content, and they'll do the same with you as well. So remember one thing, networking is not just about networking between people. It is networking between organizations, between ideas, right? Um, so it's, it's a group of like-minded people that comes together, that coalesces together. Keep your credentials intact. This is very important. If you haven't updated your LinkedIn profile in six months, um, you need to revisit that. Uh, keep doing it fairly frequently. Uh, keep uh, talking about things that matter most to you um, that you are very passionate about, whether again, like I said, whether these are technical or non-technical items. And there are, um, from a tactical perspective, there are you know certain nuances that you need to remember. I'll touch upon that. But one one thing, for example, is every time uh, somebody from within your organization, in your company, in your peer group, posts something, it's not uh, by default. You may not see that post because it hasn't trended yet, as in it hasn't had 50 likes or 50 views until then. And somehow it gets lost in the clutter. And then when they tell you, oh, Hanita, by the way, did you see my post? I'm like. What post are you talking about, right? Absolutely, so, Siva. This happens all the time. I've heard it from a lot of people that they're not able to see each other's posts. So I totally agree with you. I think this is such a good point that you bring up. Absolutely. And to do that, there is a way to sort. And as you can see on the screen right now, by default, it shows you, you know, the 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 top the popular items that get sorted in terms of views that they have already accumulated. You could always change that. You could customize that and you know change the setting from top to recent, in which case you'll see the more recent uh, posts at the top. So again, your profile can be tweaked. The content can be tweaked. Also, the, uh, the, the list of items, whether it's people or newsfeed, uh, the way things get sorted by default can also get tweaked uh, depending on your personal preferences. So what, to recap, what was number one? You have to build a solid foundation. 
so people know who you are, what you're passionate about, and what is it that you do. And number four, what is it that you're looking for in the network? Number two, once you have identified what you need to do, you have to set daily goals. Rome was not built in a day. Neither was a good LinkedIn profile, right? So you have to set, to set yourself smart goals. Be specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. What does it mean? So the way I did it was I looked at my 123 first-year connections and then reached out to them and asked them to help me build another, you know, looked at the second tier beyond them and then asked them to get myself introduced to say the third tier and whenever I could reach out to the second tier I did that so start off with your first tier of contacts look at their contacts which is essentially tier two and start reaching out to them now there are two schools of thought whether in terms of whether you should solicit uh, you know just send out a blind solicitation or whether mm -hmm. you should reach out only to people you know I stand somewhere in between right don't blindly send out an outreach message but at the same time don't restrict yourself to a narrow domain of people that you really know well so what you should do is you should start exploring level two and eventually level three so to that extent write a good introductory email saying who you are what you're passionate about and why is it if i want to you know reach out to hanita and network with her i need to show her that being in contact with me is going to be equally valuable to her as it is to me Right. That's only then people reach out and accept your uh, your invite. Um, the way I did it was I said a goal, send out at least 10 invites a day with a good personalized email message. And the target was to reach that 500 magic number. The reason 500 is magical is because until you hit 500, LinkedIn shows you the exact number of contacts and people might think, ah, oh, this guy is not very popular or he's not or she is not very well networked. The minute you are above 500, it says 500 plus connections. So whether you are, you are at 501 or 5001, it doesn't make much of a difference. So if you're not at 500 plus, you need to hit that goal ASAP. One way to hit that goal is to uh, pursue people who are called open networkers and the acronym is LION, LinkedIn Open Networkers. And what these people do is on their profile, after putting their name and title, in parentheses, they'll say either open networkers or lion. When I when I searched for lion on LinkedIn yesterday, I got over 14,000 results so you could now tailor this to your geography your domain and then send out a message 99% they'll, they'll acknowledge your invitation and lo and behold you will hit that number the magic number of 500 uh, pretty soon the last thing after building a solid foundation and setting up daily goals and working towards that goal is to help mm -hmm. others networking networking is you know help others as you want them to help you right and zig ziglar Absolutely. the famous american motivational speaker uh once mentioned if you want to achieve your goals the best way to do that is to help others achieve their goals so in the world in the context of uh, linkedin and linkedin networking what does it mean when people post their articles don't be lazy like them once you like them comment on it give something constructive right give people referrals people that you've worked with reach out reach out to your former supervisors and ask them to give you know you their their feedback try to build your connections and endorsements it's very easy all you have to do go there and you know check up uh, you know uh, 
tick the box and and endorse people on different skills so um so that um they realize that a you value their relationship and two you acknowledge the value they bring to the table what does it mean they will reciprocate they will then come to your mm -hmm. linkedin profile and start acknowledging you endorsing you for your skills so that is very important again like i said rome was not built in a day you need to be patient you'll not get to 5000 contacts overnight but you have to be patient but very aggressive very aggressively patient. I think this is a word that Elon Musk had coined relatively recently. What it means is you have to be very aggressive with your work, but be patient with the results. Another uh, couple of quick quotes. Bill Gates once said that most people underestimate what they can achieve or overestimate what they can achieve in one year, but grossly underestimate what they can achieve in a decade. It's very true, especially with networking. It does have the multiplier effect, so don't get disheartened. If you have, like me, barely 100 uh, contacts, it will grow as long as you follow the three value principles that I mentioned. Okay, and um, all you're you're doing this to expand your network so that you get your next lucky break. And remember, luck doesn't just happen out of the blue. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Post COVID, opportunities will come come again. But at that time, you need to be adequately adequately prepared. So all you can do is start today. Just go out there and do it. I wish everybody good luck. And with that, Hanita, I hand you back the the forum for questions. Thank you so much, Suva. Um, just as for our audience, feel free to go ahead in the chat box, write down any questions you guys have so we could answer them regarding networking uh, or any other questions you have. Suva, I think you brought up very good points. Um, networking also starts with having a great LinkedIn profile, as you mentioned. So I thought that was very valuable to kind of skim through and give people perspective on it. It's a it's a process. It takes time to build and grow. So I think the sooner people start on it, the more it'll benefit them, the more opportunities they're gonna be able to be visible to. And on top of that, recruiters, um, different hiring managers, different companies start knowing you exist because usually people are confined to one area, one like first level connections. They need to branch out, they need to grow um, their network. And especially now where it's the digital age, I mean, millennials, Gen X, all, all of them, you know, they're on it, they're on top of it. So. Um, the sooner you get on that wagon, the sooner you're able to do it, it's it's in everyone's benefit. So thank you so much for all that insight. Um, are there any questions that are coming up? Um, I believe Neha wrote a question saying, Suva, do you have tips on writing LinkedIn posts? So the best way to get started on writing a post is first read the type of posts that people uh, put on the forum. And like I mentioned, right, LinkedIn is not the only medium. At the end of the day, remember, why are you on LinkedIn? You are there to connect with people, right, to connect with organizations. But why? There is an underlying objective, right? It is helping you brand yourself. It's helping you market your message. It's helping people realize who you are. So if you have been working in a company for more than, say, six months and and people still come to you and ask you, hey, by the way, what do you do? That means you have clearly not done a good job at digitally marketing yourself. So that being said, that being said, start off with small posts. I think the best way to do it 
is start commenting on, on, on people's articles and what they write. And a lot of people, what they do is they publish the original content on Medium or you know uh, on Stack Overflow somewhere. And then they come to LinkedIn and then they market the content from there. They'll say, by the way, I posted this cool article on LinkedIn. So Neha, that's another way to do it, right? Is uh, the LinkedIn itself is just a pointer then to your primary article that could be on Stack Overflow or on GitHub or on Medium. I see a lot of younger people actually starting to actively contribute on Medium. And that's a, that's a great sign, which again means that the playing field has really been leveled. Absolutely. Um, next question is from Anush saying, is quality important over quantity or is quantity more important for visibility? That is a great question. And I would say the answer is it depends. So for me, for me as a content provider, as a product developer, for me, quality matters. I get approximately between 15 and 20 uh, LinkedIn invites a day and I barely select maybe one or two. So yes, I am stingy with my connections. And the reason is I said in the beginning, most of the people who have content to provide mm -hmm. would think twice before connecting with anybody. What is the value this connection is going to bring me? Or is the connection just going to pester with me with a bunch of messages? So, but then if your role is in sales or marketing and you have to do a lot of outreach, you want more connections, right? And yes, that's where quantity hands down is is something you need to pursue but remember in the process of pursuing quantity don't miss your message don't miss your core values right so if you're Anuj Segal if you're working with a company you have a brand ensure that that is getting marketed in that message the, the, the people who get your invite need to understand and they need to know why is what value would uh, they would be getting out of you know accepting your 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 invite so it is it is somewhere in between the two and depend depends on your role. Mm -hmm. um, another question, since we have to wrap up pretty soon, is from Venkatesh asking, can um, can people send requests to all recruiters? That are on the like Lion network. So uh, I don't understand the context of the question. Um, so uh, maybe I'll have to take this offline again. It depends by uh, what what they mean. So, yeah. I need a little bit more context on that question. Okay, no problem. And we can take we can answer it offline. Yeah. Okay. I believe we'll just take one more question from Punam. Any tips to help my college students start networking and specifically to get them internships through their network? Could you repeat that question? I think you just got uh, cut off there for a second. Yes, Poonam asked any tips to help my college students start networking, specifically to get them internships through their networks? Oh, absolutely, yes. Again, networking does not start at the age of 25 or 30 or when you had midlife crisis at the age of 45, right? For me, I started LinkedIn very late, but then uh, I'm now urging my kids, my high school daughter, for example, to start having a fairly strong digital presence. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. And it will help them. If you're talking about your kids who are going to college or just starting a new job or looking for internship opportunities, LinkedIn is the place. But again, like I said, LinkedIn is just the medium, right? So you have to have a fairly strong digital footprint holistically. 
LinkedIn is just like a marketing tool in a way. It's just that it's just the mic. You need to have you need to have you know a good GitHub presence or Kaggle or what have you, so that people can see. I'm talking about technical people who who do a lot of technical contributions and who are maybe Java experts or whatever. Uh, that people need to see their whole digital footprint online. That's the be- recruiting of the future is gonna be. It's not gonna be a push. It's gonna be a pull. People will see your profile, your digital profile, which is a combination of your resume, your outreach network, the recommendations that you get from people, right? Your peer-to-peer evaluations and how much you have contributed to the community. How active are you on GitHub, on Kaggle, on Stack Overflow? The minute I see that and I see overwhelmingly, Hanita has been contributing everywhere. She's been sharing her value. I'd be like, wow, this is the type of employee I need in my company. So my recruiter would be reaching out to you directly even before you apply. That's how Google and Apple and most of the large companies these days handle recruitment. It's very different than what it used to be in the past. Agreed, Seva. And um, just to wrap up, I do want to say that um, specifically now where we're in COVID uh, situation where people aren't really able to go to the office or go meet with people one-on-one, they're more online, they're more on Zoom, WebEx, and all those tools. It's very important to communicate to your network what you do and how you're saying overall communicate with your network so that you get yourself out there. Um, With that said, please connect with us on LinkedIn, Twitter, all social media. We'll be back next week um, with some more content. I believe on Thursday we will be having a speaker come in, so we'll be posting about that, so look out for it. And any questions, feel free to reach out to us on contact at bay1solutions.com. Thank you guys so much. And Suva, thank you for joining. Thank you, Anita, for inviting me. And there are a couple of good Bay One events coming up in the future, including a cohort, a continued cohort on data science. I know a lot of potential candidates, ladies are on the call here. We will also have a JavaScript uh, interview prep uh, camp fairly soon. So please, please reach out to your Bay One contact if you're interested in any one of those events. Thank you, Anita, again for having me. Anita, again for having me, and thank you, Bay One. Of course. Thank you, guys. Have a good week.